1: Your favorite chicas are back. Welcome, you guys, to another episode of Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. How are you, girl? I feel like our hair is redder today than ever. That's because we're matching outfits. And we're matching outfits. We're matching
2: hair color. Yeah! But we don't match men. Hell no. Oh, hell no. No, so we, we're very clear on that. <laughs> yes, we've been talking about it, comadre.
1: You know what? I'm super excited because my hair has been growing, finally. And but you I,
2: have so much hair. I don't know how you do it.
1: I have so much, but I I love it because I don't have to rock extensions anymore. Gracias a Dios. Gracias a
2: Dios. Uh, Because extensions could be expensive and they could be very
1: heavy. And
2: también los hombres, when, I mean, have you ever talked to a man wearing extensions and then he tries to grab your head? Because they love grabbing your head while they're kissing you. And they're like, pull out an extension? No, that's never happened to me, but I remember <laughs> interviewing Pitbull and I told him, what's your biggest
1: pet peeve with women? <gasps> and he said, I cannot stand when a woman wears extensions because he likes to pull hair. And oh, he said, que le pasó I una vez. like that. Le pasó una vez or he pulled this girl's hair and part of her track came out. I'm
2: like, I don't know who was more embarrassed, Pitbull or the girl at that point. But no, that's never happened to me. Thank God. Uh, yeah. Or sometimes I wake up and then there's like an extension next to them. Como yeah. Un pedazo de pelo ahí
1: Seriously. No, but you know what? I am I'm I love having a lot of hair because I've, I've been meeting a lot of women or they've been writing to me. Como I show when I go get my blow dries on Instagram and, and Snapchat. A lot of people are saying that once they hit their 30s, their hair starts to fall out. And I'm like, no, but shut up. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like stress, lack of, you know, drinking your vitamins. You'd be amazed on how many people do not drink their vitamins. Oh,
2: también para las mujeres. Para las mujeres. Oh, my God. That's.
1: Well, esos son las que me escriben. Son las mujeres las que me escriben. But um, it's funny because people don't drink their vitamins. People don't drink water. People forget to
2: breathe. Well, I read an <laughs> article that scientifically women start aging by the age of 29 they start aging yeah like, well I'm glad to uh, report that I do not have any wrinkles yet yeah well that's yeah cause that's genetics you take care of yourself pero ya te tienes que cuidar antes about- de los 29 before you're 29 you can do what. I mean you cannot do whatever but you know you still produce uh, collagen and all of that good stuff to keep you, you young and youthful youthful
1: but you know what this is why they create collagen and collagen powder so you could put it into
2: your smoothies but they say if you take much collagen, you start growing hairs. Yeah, I know. I I did <laughs> with the beer. I was super youthful, but with the beer, too much
1: biotin, and I started getting hairs in weird <gasps> places. I was like, never again. I, oh, I take biotin. Biotin is good, but you have to limit your intake. I was taking a thousand milligrams a day, and I started getting like a mustache. I was like, oh, <laughs> I do not. This is not sexy. And then I started. I had to go to the threading lady, and you know how painful it is for them to thread your
2: mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I was like never again. So I just now I'm, I'm like Exi- I'm Mexican. So we, we have a mustache. No, you don't. It comes with it. it <laughs> comes a mustache. A mustache. <laughs> a mustache. <laughs> a mustache. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, we have an amazing guest that's
1: joining us, and she's about to join the conversation right now. Um, I can't wait to introduce you guys to her. pedal. Did you hear that? Black China and Rob Kardashian are close to wrapping negotiations on a custody agreement for their daughter dream.
2: Yes. And even though it's fi- it's going to be 50 50 by the looks of it. Aquí hay como un oh Henry twist porque possibly if Rob Kardashian wants to, he can ask for money. Because she makes way more than he does. One, and second, he has the baby more time. Yeah, and
1: she's like, oh, it seems to be like she's okay with that, right? Como que she's to, doing all her craziness, and she's okay with Rob having Dream longer.
2: Yeah, but antes de que le le peguen el bolsillo, before she has to pay, because if he wants to, that's what he can do. You know what I mean? Because I mean, his family has all this money, but he doesn't make that much money. Well, he has a sock line, so he might. It's called like
1: oh, come something on. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> right, he can make bank off of that. You never know. I know Chris Jenner's always pushing that line of socks, but you know what? I, I was reading that Black China she recently had a cameo appearance in one of Nicki Minaj's video. Yes, and they were both like in Ferraris, and she was like, she said something like China or Black China or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that, they and I saw the pictures. That can now, uh, Black China is interested in becoming a rapper. She kind of wants to be like. A Nicki Minaj, I guess, in a way, and um, you know, I, I guess when I everyone's kind of like comparing her to Cardi B, but Cardi B's kind of like in her own lane. You know, I, I kind of like her. I, I kind of like Cardi B, and I respect her hustle. But um Black China turned rap? rapper, I don't know. They're saying that she's gonna start off with like singing poetry, and then eventually she might take it up a notch to rap. But I'm if like, if she
2: can do it, then go China. But if she cannot, then it's like embarrassing
1: seriously <laughs> so so our girl debbie brown who's also uh my girl you your background is radio you are so used to being on a microphone right i met not she's, rapping
3: though not rapping
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are originally from la you moved to new york you know following your passion mm-hmm. to texas but mm-hmm. now you're back in la you know, the the city of dreams, right? How yes. good does it feel to be back in L.A., girl?
3: Oh, girl, there's nothing like it. Just the weather. I feel like nothing, uh, nothing can ever top it just because who doesn't want to have sunshine and a breeze every single day of the year? <laughs> uh,
4: although,
1: you know what? I got to say, being from here... This weather lately has been off. I'm like, last time I checked, we were not in Miami. This <laughs> humidity is not working with my straight hair. I never knew in my life that I had frizz in my hair. Yeah. I never knew that I had a frizz.
3: And I just stopped getting, like, keratin treatments, too. And I'm like, well, this was the wrong time to decide <laughs> to do that.
1: Okay, girl. So I know you're a big <laughs> voice in the hip-hop community. What are your thoughts on... Black China supposedly turning into a rapper soon. Like what what are Debbie Brown's thoughts on this?
3: Yeah, you know what I feel like? I feel like it's just becoming too on trend for people to say that they're quote unquote working on music. Now, just like you said, Ruby, if she if China has bars and if she is like really coming with like something dope and a message, put your music out there. Like Cardi B. There. What do
1: you think about Cardi B?
3: Yeah, I think she's doing her thing. I think you know music is her dream and she's willing to put the put the work into it. You know, I don't agree with everything that gets said. On on some songs nowadays, I don't think all of it is necessarily like beneficial on a soul level to women. But I feel like I can always respect people who are giving their craft their all. Yeah, and Cardi B is doing that. She's yeah, she is working her butt off, and she deserves all the success she gets. Yeah, and I feel like with China, it's like if she's doing it for real, do it. But if you're just doing it to have like another headline, you know, like some people do, or to have a storyline on whatever it is, you know, you might be filming next, then it's like, come on, like people who are real artists
2: really care about what they put into the world absolutely and like rappers they are constantly thinking about Music about uh, words and how can they how can they rhyme everything? I I saw an interview with uh, Eminem and he was saying that he's constantly thinking about how can how can he put together a sentence or something. Mm. So yeah, you can make a mu- music.
1: You're constantly working on your craft or at least thinking about yeah. it, right? Yeah. And that's why I that's guess commitment. That's commitment. But I guess all of us as communicators, we're always thinking about like, for example, to me, everything is show prep. Everything in life right. is show prep. You could talk about it on the radio. And you, like a like a journalist, you're always thinking in your mind, okay, how am I going to come up with a, a certain story, a right? Story. Or, like, make it controversial or
2: make it inspiring, right? We're yeah. always thinking about it. But China... And you're thinking about above all, you're thinking about your community. <laughs> yeah. And how they're gonna be interested in that story. So if she's representing the rappers and her community, whatever, you know, she gets inspired from, then she has to really put the work because she's representing a whole community and in this day and age. It's important to have a voice for those who don't have it. Yeah. So if you're just doing it for yourself, then shoot. Are you yeah. really gonna be successful yeah. long
1: term if you're just doing it for yourself? And that's yeah. the
2: thing. Like we all have a story to tell.
3: So, you know, no one should be silenced. We should all have a right to say who we are and what we believe in. But I feel like so much music now is just made for like that quick beat and something that people can be like, hey, and turn up to. And yeah. it's like, okay, we'll come with something more. Like share a gym, share something that is like Changing or at least can create impact. Like we can't just keep hearing songs that are like, vagina, men, money, (laughs) purse. Like what else? Everybody's saying that. Is there anything else? (laughs) Any other
1: content? Good content that's worth you (laughs) spitting about? Nope. Let's check this out. Something else that's making headlines is Kendall Jenner um, versus a creepy love love letter writer. The you know stalkers. Have you ever had? Have any of you ever had a stalker? Ruby, have you ever had a stalker?
2: Um. I'm a, I'm always afraid of, of stalkers because it's like this. It's like what happened to Kendall. It starts with a lot of love and you're like, oh, my God, they're doing all of this for you. You know, and they they print a picture and then they follow you to your next event. And then they take that picture. And then, you know, like they just know where you are at all times, which is very nice. But then if you don't pay enough attention, it could turn into hate. Yeah. Which is what happened to her.
1: Yeah, yeah well, okay, this is what happened to her. She finally can have peace of mind after a judge has ordered an obsessed man writing her creepy love letters to stop and stay away for three years. Mm-hmm. So he went from professing his love to her call, to calling her an internet whore. Oh, yeah. God. She
2: would fill her mailbox with letters.
1: First of all, when they find out where you yeah. live... <laughs> Hell no. I'm just saying this. Look, it, I carry a taser with me. One of my girls... Really? This past Christmas gave me a taser for Christmas. And I was like, "That it was like the best gift yeah. I've ever gotten. You know, have you ever gotten taste? Mm-mm. Yeah, me either. Exactly. And I wouldn't no. want to. <laughs> but I mean, at least it's going to distract I one too. Maybe, I have a
3: taser too. At
1: least it's going to distract who I mean, I don't know if a taser could beat a gun. You know what I mean? But if you kind of like get them from the bottom, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe like the gun will fall out of their hand. But Debbie, have you ever had a, a stalker?
3: I haven't had a stalker in the sense that I was necessarily like fearful that some like creepy troll is like you know putting pictures of me on their wall I have had people get a little obsessive about me and that feels weird like when you find out that somebody is like thinking about you constantly or just kind of like obsessing over your moves that is very creepy you feel very preyed upon
1: yeah it's because you first you know it's kind of like oh it's love it's admiration they love what I do and then it's kind of like how far is too far
2: yeah I think you're you're showing very good Roxy in handling those situations because you're very approachable to people but I think uh, you haven't had one have you? Um, I have but I'm approachable but I think I'm, my you energy is
1: very line. strong Yeah. right so like I'm approachable I'm cool but the moment you cross a line with me like my aura changes mm-hmm. and you know it changes like it's very obvious Yeah. and you know like I'm about to do something, yeah. you know, whether it's <laughs> tase you, kick your ass, you know, poke you in the eyes and run, something like, I and I, I've gotten that from, like, followers of mine were like, hey, like, I, I don't know, like something, I just feel like my, my space is so sacred to me that when the moment somebody draws
2: that, I just, I change. I, I, I think it's your strong personality what yeah. draws the line to them because when I travel with Roxy, obviously you have a lot of people that want to talk to you and you talk to them and, and I'm, like, more, like, I get scared. You I know? know, Ruby's
1: like, how do you do it? And yeah. I'm like, I'm
2: cool. I just can't, you know, like, it's just different. Like, I just feel, I don't know, because you open a space to someone that you don't really know. But they think they know you Yeah, social media. That's yeah, the crazy yeah, yeah. part about but it. But they can tell so you whatever. Weird. You know what I mean? No te yeah. ha pasado. Like, sometimes they just tell you, like, so inappropriate things, like, because they feel they know you, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that was... <laughs> Weird, you know? So yeah. you're very good with that.
1: Social media could be deceiving, though, because I just posted a picture. I think it was today of me. It was black and white, and it was, like, off Mateo Street in downtown L.A. Well, guess what? I posted it. This doesn't, it doesn't mean that I'm there. I took that picture a week ago. This guy on the captions was like... Or I'm about to make a U-turn and go find you. In my head, I'm like, "Good luck." That was last week. Uh, I, I, so yeah. you could be you could be smart with it. You know what I mean? But people think they know your move. But you just got to be ahead of the game, I guess.
3: Yeah, yeah. And you you got to do what you do, which is make sure you make it clear with your energy that you have boundaries. Yeah, like yes, I'm grateful. Thank you for you know wanting to know me, and yeah. I'm happy to which meet is you. Awesome. But. Don't try to play me and don't try to touch me. And don't <laughs> tell them where you
2: live. Yeah, and you know what? I you, don't even tell my pretendientes where I live. Pretendientes. Tell Debbie what
1: a pretendiente what is. That? Pretendiente is somebody that, how do you say pretendiente? Okay, somebody that's kind of like on your, well, you're married, girl, so you don't know about pretendientes, but <laughs> pretendiente <laughs> is like when you're single and it's one of the guys that's kind of like jockeying you. you. Oh, okay,
3: okay. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: what a pretendiente, so she said, that's what she tells some of her pretendientes, so she, Ruby has a few. Oh, girl. <laughs> No, but here goes my advice to anybody listening to listening to this that may have a stalker or, or is worried about getting followed. My thing is post after you have left yes. the place. Oh, yes. Unless you want your fans to come down and it's like a meet and greet and it's right. like intentionally that's what it is. But if you don't want anybody to know where you're at, post after you've left. I usually do that. And I'm like, catch me if you can.
4: <laughs> I'm out.
1: <laughs> no, seriously. But oh, listen, coming back, we're going to really get into your story, Debbie, because you Ooh, are yes. a girl that, you know, you you have a purpose and, and you have a mission. And I think that when you started off in your career as a as a journalist, as a communicator, maybe you weren't that clear on it. But I think now that you've evolved, you've really kind of like, you know, evolved into... Um, spreading your amazing message, you know, because I think you're beyond just a radio DJ. You're beyond you. just a girl that's had an exclusive interview that went viral with Kanye West. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so much more to you and we're going to, we're going to, un- we're going to um, unwrap Me. all that. <laughs> Coming back right now on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby.
0: This is Wendy Carrillo,
1: candidate for Congress, and you're listening to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby, keeping it
0: 100 all day, every day.
1: And we're back, guys. We know nos extrañaron. It was just a few seconds, but we're back. <laughs> Welcome. So, so Debbie Brown, I always tell Debbie that she looks like a Mariah Carey lookalike. Oh, God, She, do. she hates that, uh, huh? Why?
3: I thought we were going to get through this without hearing this, so I'm a little disappointed right now. <laughs> no, I mean, Mariah's dope. It's just, I've heard it my whole life. So after, like, 15 years, you're just like, yes, I know. Yes, I've heard it before. Yes.
1: yes. But, yeah, you yeah, It's yeah. all good. I'll Can take it. Can you care. sing? Well... <clears throat> No. <laughs> I was like,
2: damn. You uh, thought.
1: <laughs> so you've you spent more than a decade hosting radio and TV shows from coast to coast. You've had interviews with uh
2: Kanye. You've done interviews Oh my god, what was that interview about? Because I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, it went viral. Kanye.
3: Yeah, I've interviewed uh luckily Kanye um a few times and that one interview happened to be about President Bush. So like it went from So that
2: was a long time ago. Yeah, he was not was like that few- cuckoo yet.
3: Kanye's not cuckoo. He's just <laughs> passionate.
2: I think honestly,
1: I think Kanye's a genius. Yeah, I think yeah. geniuses you know, are kook. Sometimes when you're genius, you're considered crazy. Cuckoo.
3: Well that's the thing, it's like anybody I think that it has like one really large like talent, you always have to kind of give up something else. So maybe some of like his social communication can be a little lacking but you can't have it
1: all <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: you so, can't be a musical genius and a visionary and also be like incredible in every moment with, and be
2: balanced and say hi to hi to every single yeah. fan like I mean <laughs> something's got to give you right, know right so what happened that that interview went vital
3: yeah you know it was just it's one of those things where uh I think this was like maybe my third time interviewing him and it happened to be you know in radio we're like okay how do we get to exactly what we want and how can I you know, give my listeners something that is like super memorable, more than just, do so you tell have me about it the video? album? Tell me about, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's on my website. And, well, it and landed that, on Good
1: Morning America that's and amazing. the Today yeah, Show. Was crazy.
3: I, you know what it was? I was in the studio and I was doing my show, and I look up at the corner, we had a TV plane, and it said, you know, it was like CNN, and it said, President Bush says that Kanye West call, you know, saying he didn't like black people was one of the worst moments in his presidency. And it just so happened two minutes later I had Kanye.
1: Oh my oh, God. So you're like, show press. So pres- I was
3: like, first question <laughs> I'm going to ask. So I was like, how do you feel about President Bush You know, saying that? And I happened to be the very first person that asked him that question. And so as I'm talking to him, I'm editing that part of the interview as I'm continuing the interview and I send an email out. And then by that afternoon, it was on CNN, Good Morning America it ended up on The View it ended up everywhere Um, you know I don't even know if it was even that like mind-blowing I think you know he kind of shared that he thought that that was kind of ridiculous that he would say like of all the moments in your presidency like you're that pressed about me Um, but he also said that you know he he kind of um, has come to I believe have a have a different viewpoint of who he was and how he handled that situation so
1: yeah and you've also done interviews with Nicki Minaj Common. Who's been your favorite interview? God,
3: pretty much I've had a great chance to talk to almost anybody in hip hop. Um, That's so hard. I love talking to people with a larger story. Like when people are willing to share their lessons with their fans, to me that is like the Biggest gift you could ever yeah. give. I hate yeah. when they
2: don't want to talk about themselves. So. Yeah. Like, like when you dude, come in open. Yeah,
3: because we all have something to teach and something to learn in every yep. moment, and I love people that are open to that. So definitely, like, comment. He's so deep.
1: Oh man, Big Hot. Sean
3: is so dope to me.
1: I love Big Sean. What about Kendrick? How did that oh, conversation? He's, Kendrick is incredible. He yeah. just seems like he has so much content inside it. His life is content.
3: Yeah, and I, I think he's really to me the front runner in music and just in culture right now, um, him and J. Cole, of people who want to help change their fans for the better.
1: Yeah. And it is
3: like the most remarkable thing to be alive to witness that right now and to be a fan of hip-hop and to be able to turn on the radio or play his album and get that from his songs. You know, he understands that He's a communicator, he's an entertainer, but his larger purpose is to help people understand themselves by sharing his story.
1: Yeah, I love I love when people are, are on such a big platform where they kind of understand, where well, they do understand, not kind of that they have a social responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And they use it, you know, they use it for the best, or at least they try. I don't expect perfection from anybody because, yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect. I can't expect it from anybody. But when, for the most part, they're using their voice to make a difference and to enlighten People, yeah. I'm like, cause that's why I love, you know, India R. E. Jill mm. Scott artists like that. I just came across Alina Baraz. I'm like, oh my! Oh,
3: you got to put me up on that girl.
1: She's amazing. She's yeah. like my soundtrack at home when I'm when I'm cleaning. Besides Spanish trap, I love Spanish <laughs> trap. Music. Really? Oh my god! I love. I'm so racheta. Spanish trap is Como it's el so bunny, dirty. El bunny, bad bunny, Bad Bunny. Oh, oh my god! Uh, Devi, I'm gonna share with you my Spanish trap playlist. Oh my on, god! I'm scared. And it's so dirty. It's
2: like dirty, dirtier than. Hip hop or whatever really? you listen. Yes. It, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. But I'm like
3: blushing right now. I'm now I'm like super know,
2: hyped to hear it. <laughs> I wonder what you do while you listen to that music. No, it gets it. me hyped. I just imagine it's 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 like, horny. That's what it gets you. Working at the <laughs> house. <laughs> it's just go like, out with the mob. They make sex they, they talk a lot of, a lot
1: about sexual stuff, but they make it so melodic mm. that it's amazing. Ooh. I don't know. And it's all Spanish. It's like it's Spanish trap. I I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta
3: fill my playlist today. I'm Put gonna fill on, your playlist
1: for <laughs> reals. No, and you're also married. How long? How many years have you been married now?
3: We just celebrated our fifth anniversary a few weeks ago.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. And did you think you were gonna be married? Like
3: I didn't think I'd ever be married. To be honest, like it really? wasn't. I, I mean, what, I knew- at what age
2: did you get married?
3: Uh. I think I had just turned 27 oh my god stop it you just made me tell my age on the radio but whatever (laughs) (laughs) people do math but whatever um (laughs) no you know what I think I didn't I mean I always imagined I'd have like a a life partner and and a you know, probably children and and someone I'd be sharing my life with and building with. But for me, that never necessarily looked like a marriage. Like I never thought, oh, I'm going to have a wedding dress or I'm going to throw a wedding or like that. That never came in my head. I did. I had a
1: yeah. <laughs> you and, and your husband,
3: dress. I'm like, Who am I right now? You and your husband
1: compliment <laughs> each other so much. That's I always so awesome. see you. when you guys post pictures. Um, her husband is chingon like he's he's like a man, he's, he's like solid, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> what a, does that mean? he's a football player, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Is he okay. still actively playing in the NFL? Yeah, this is 10th
3: year in the NFL. Yeah,
1: what, what team does he play on? He plays for the
3: Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. so, so that's
2: you, why you moved there
3: well i had initially moved there um for radio and he happened to be one of my listeners and listened to me on the radio and that's how we met you're lying oh my
1: god (laughs) and he was just attracted to your voice or the way you carry your interviews or what because there had to be something that attracted him to you
3: well from what he says um he said that he heard my voice and just felt like really really connected to it like he was like i just thought you had a really beautiful voice and so i was like Hold You're lying, Debbie. Up. I
1: didn't know this yeah. story.
3: So he looked me up and then he was like, and then I liked your picture. And he uh he had checked out because he like my husband's a hip hop head. Like he lo- he's a very
1: musically inclined man. He loves music. So you guys probably have amazing conversations about hip hop and is music. talk about
3: music, yeah. Oh, that's but so he, sexy. Uh, he was like, you know, he had start watching like a lot of like my interviews with different artists, especially like an underground hip hop. And so he was like, "Man, I really respected like your take on the culture, and then how people treated you in the interviews." And we ended up meeting, and we went to our first. What day. did you
1: think when you saw him too? You're like, "Damn!"
3: I was like, "Well, he's hot." I was like, how "He's very doing? handsome," but then uh, I was like, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> "But I was like, ah, you play football? Nope." And so I was kind of I was more so turned off by that because I was like I just want a regular schmegular guy like well, I'm not
1: but you're not regular Debbie well, you know but none I, of know us what are, you, I know I you know what you're, I know what you're saying because they say you know the reputation athletes have it's kind of like know, yeah. because
3: it's like you know I kind of you know we all have these like semi um, open lives you know people have access to a lot. They can see what we're doing, but I like to be really private. Like you I like are. to kind of be to myself and I like to make sure I have time to like retreat into a little isolation when I want to. And so I was like, this another person, he's bigger than me. So now people are really gonna be looking at us. So it just kinda you know, it takes some getting used to, but
1: Yeah, I love it. Five years, man. That's, is marriage hard?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Marriage is like one of those things that I mean, it's supposed to be hard because you is wouldn't it? be,
1: yeah, not See, hard. I'm over here hoping it's easy. Oh my God, it's <laughs> Why? a boy. I need to get that into my head that marriage is supposed to be hard. Wait, well, break that down because okay. that scares me, Debbie. I think it's just work, not, right? It's yeah, a lot it's of work.
3: work. And, and depending on how open to the work you are, it can feel hard or it can feel powerful. You know, it really just depends on where you are in your life and how you receive change. But I think um, marriage isn't hard in the sense that, and I hope nobody, you know, if you're in an abusive situation, if you're emotionally abused or verbally, that's not the heart I mean. Run. Yeah, get away. Run get help. For the hills. Yeah. But I think other than that, like God, you know, I believe in God and that's what I like to call uh, my higher being. But Yes,
1: me too, girl. Yeah,
4: I, you know, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Preach it, Debbie. <laughs> I
1: love when I hear successful women talk about God. Yeah, Because if you really listen to a lot of like keynote speakers or motivational speakers, a lot of them refer to God as God unapologetically. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's okay if you believe in Buddha and anybody else, but yeah. I, but you know, at the end of the day, I feel like God is a source to everything, everything, yeah. everything,
3: everything. I, I was on my, I don't want to get too far away, but I was driving here and I was like, I love God. Like I was in the car hyped, just feeling
4: blessed loved by
3: him and, and by, by life. But you know, I think God loves relationship because it helps people unlock each other. And I think that's why he's such a fan of union to me, um, and of marriage and of people, working hard to make their relationships work because he knows the whole point of us being connected karmically, physically, emotionally, spiritually is because it helps us become a better version of ourselves. So that can feel hard, especially in certain moments as you're learning new things about you and unlearning other things. But it's really more than that. It's powerful. And I think if you kind of just open yourself to. The change, if you open yourself to the evolution, um, then it feels easy. It feels like, okay. this is another moment where I get to learn or this is another moment where I get to teach. Um, but yeah, marriages marriages absolutely work. Like what would be the point of being in one or being alive if you didn't have work to do? If it's
1: easy breezy. I mean anything worth it is gonna take work.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: can your husband pick you up? Because he seems
2: yeah. he seems big enough <laughs> where he could just like, <laughs> like roxy. Come here, Quest. Come here, Debbie. Um, all all just, time. That is my favorite. She thing. likes that. I love Hell being picked yeah. up. Bro. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not
3: loves- little, you know, I'm 5'8", and you know, I'm a little thick. So when I'm next to him, I'm like, oh I'm so dainty. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> you probably look <laughs> uh, loading away because like, <laughs>
1: he's big man I, I've, I've seen pictures of you guys together and I'm like he looks like I've never met him but yeah. he looks like a big guy
3: it makes me look smaller so I'm like cool
1: yeah <laughs> more pictures. I love it and you seem like the, like such a strong woman like that would tell an athlete like look this is the way I roll and you know what I mean all that other shit that I hear in the news or how athletes are is not gonna fly with me yeah. I could imagine you just setting your boundaries very clearly from the jump
3: yeah. yeah I think at least like the way I view really my friendships and my relationships with any and everyone it's like you know I have a I have a high tolerance for dysfunction because we all come to the table as like a sum of our experiences so far but if you're not willing to work to be better then we can't really know each other at this moment in time and I wish you the best but I can't Pour myself into someone or something that is not willing to evolve.
1: Yeah. Ooh, so, preach it. And I, I love that you use the word karma because, or karmix You said something earlier, but your company that you, how long has Karma Bliss been around?
3: We just celebrated our one year anniversary. yes <laughs> How did we
2: start it? You know, and I. And what's it about?
3: So a couple years ago, and, you know, me me and Roxy come from being in the trenches of being radio media girls and, and just really uh, being in the streets and doing it for the culture and doing it for our listeners and our fans for a long time. And, you know, with that comes a certain level of maybe burnout or just yep, exhaustion. Like you big spend time. so many years grinding for your dreams and then you're like... Okay, did I only elevate one level of my life? Where am I like inside right now? And I personally hit that um, maybe five years ago, five or six years ago. And I kind of felt I felt like I didn't have enough in terms of like soul growth and, and where I wanted to feel and be as a woman. Um, and it kind of led me to just be a seeker and to really start figuring out how to fill this space. You know, and I think that a lot of people, when they feel that, because we all feel it at some point or another, that okay, but what else? Yes, life is great, or oh, life is hard right now, but what else? What else? There has to be something more to this. Yeah, um, you can get lost in filling it with distractions, like going out, or let me do this, or let me shop, or let me do all these different things that that are just the band-aid. And I kind of said, you know what, God? Like I'm in pain right now, and I feel depressed. I don't know what else is supposed to happen in my life, but I don't want any of this pain to be in vain. So I'm going to open myself to you. I'm going to surrender, whatever that means. And I'm going to just hope that I come out better for this hurt. And in that, I got led to go to this meditation retreat that kind of changed my whole life. I learned how to meditate. I learned how to detach and process. And I, I just learned um, a lot of really ancient soul wisdom you know, yeah. that I hadn't gotten before. Is that and, the
1: Deepak Chopra One that you went to? Yeah. So are you a certified instructor of that? I am, yeah. After
3: like doing a lot of those, I was like, I want to find out more for my personal practice and then I want to be able to help tell people and teach people how to do it. So I did their teacher certification and I've been certified for the past year to teach primordial sound meditation and Vedic teachings. So So you, you
1: give classes? Yes, Oh my oh. gosh! I didn't know that, Debbie. Yes, girl. Okay, can we plan like a little <laughs> private class, girl? Because I'm just yes. like, I'm about to go get certified too. That's amazing. So you got okay. To- you
3: cook for me, and then I'll teach you meditation. Okay, that's a deal. That's a deal. Because you are lit on the gram. I'll be like, oh, look at what she's doing, girl. I, I cook,
1: and I enjoy cooking, and especially when I have guests over. Like I enjoy it's it's it makes me so happy and so when people come to my house and I offer them food and they're like no I'm like uh,
2: you, why'd you come over <laughs> if you're gonna come here you're gonna eat so seriously before we go to break what did you bring us and this is what you sell too
3: yes so karmabliss.com it's my online store I really wanted to work to connect people to different tools of self discovery that I came to love on my journey which is like journaling we have a meditation chair crystals um, lots of different stuff like that so I brought you guys some gifts I brought you crystals and I brought you a journal, a candle, Palo Santo wood, which is very, if you're hearing this for the first time, it's really similar to like a sage. You'd burn it to clear out negative energy. You or,
2: have to burn that palo? Yes, yes girl. And it and has it just, the like smudges, best like a little
1: smoke. Smell ever. <sighs> I, there was one time I called it Santo Palo they're like no that sounds sexual <laughs> yeah that's a different thing comadre <laughs> no you know what's funny you know where I found out about Palo Santo I was at a farmer's market in Culver City <laughs> after I had gone to see my surgeon I think I had got Botox or something and I was walking and my forehead felt like frozen because you know, I had just gotten my injections but I was walking because I didn't know they had a farmer's market there and this woman came up to me from the back out of nowhere talk about energies right because I'm all about that and she's like um I have palo santo. I'm selling I'm selling it. And I said, "What is that?" And she's like, "Oh, she's and I she's like I'm actually she wasn't she didn't have a stand. She had it in like this little bundle." And I said, <laughs> "Sounds
0: like a I, movie." Like No,
1: I was like she looked like a like a gypsy lady. And you know those gypsies, sometimes yes. gypsies just try to get that money real quick from you, right? They're like, "Let me tell you your future." Yes!
2: Yeah, but how, I do you tell you. Know, how do you know if the Palo Santo is for real? Because you smell it. You smell it. And I told her, I
1: said, yeah. let me... S-. And I didn't know what the hell it was. So I said, "What? what is Palo Santo? And she broke it down and she had the most amazing... Like, she... Convince me, and I was like, "She's like, trust me, I don't sell my Palo Santo to just anybody because it is so hard to get. Like, it's worth. Do you import it?
3: Yeah, they. Well, a lot of it comes from Peru. Um, it comes from like this really amazing tree that is hundred. Yeah, Pero no es
2: como santería, right? Like it's that. not like uh, how
1: do you call that? Sa- no, you know, like how Cubans practice santería. Like, yeah, like, no, it's not like that. No, well, it's I a mean, cleansing tool. It's, yeah, it's kind of like um incense or sage mm-hmm. where you just burn it in your house it's not santeria at all
3: well I feel like you can also like you can use anything for good or bad depending on who you are and what your spirit looks like okay. that's um, true that you know true. and um, not that this you know crystals can't be used for bad because they don't hold negative energy and I don't believe that this you know Palo Santo would has the ability to like forecast negativity on somebody because yeah. it, it's, really, it's used by a lot of like shamans and healers as yep. a way to cleanse you Especially if you have like maybe spirits on you or just bad energy kind of clouding you, it's one of those tools to help get that away from
1: you. Oh my gosh. So visit our girls' website, karmabliss.com. I really didn't know you were so into crystals. I need it, we need it, we need to hang out. Heavy yes, because I need to understand the power of crystals because I I see them in like lotions and oil yeah yeah they're, they're powerful but I need to understand it more. If somebody yeah. goes on your website to learn about crystals, will they find more information? More information. I also have a book that's coming out October third and it's available for
3: pre order now and it's called Crystal Bliss and we go over about close to sixty crystals and it's all about how I in my life have utilized crystals, things you can do with them, you know what crystals are good for manifesting, what different like elixirs you can make with those crystals it's Ooh. called crystal bliss and you can get it literally everywhere so. oh my gosh is, awesome. there, is there
1: like a formula on how I can get me some twins any any <laughs> any crystals <laughs> ma- gonna manifest me some twins I want put a boy put
3: on Beyonce and then <laughs> a boy and a girl
1: please the universe is gonna manifest that to me because that's exactly what I want oh my god any babies in the future uh,
3: Maybe the future.
1: In the future. <laughs> Follow our girl on Instagram. It's at Devi, D-E-V-I Brown. She's amazing. She's beautiful. And your energy is the best. I love you, Debbie. I love
3: you. I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you thank for letting you me come for on the coming. show today. Of and thank course. you for the Of are
1: killing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, baby. All right, we'll be right back with another phenomenal chingona in the house. We're surrounded by chingonas, Rumi. That is true. This is amazing. What do they say? <laughs> Surround yourself with like-minded people. We'll be right
4: back. Mm. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: Hey, listeners out there, this is Al Coronel. You're listening to Amber Rose Presents Risky with Roxy and Ruby. Alright, guys, so we're back. Welcome to our podcast where you can check us out every Wednesday. Gracias a Dios. Ruby. Amen. Ruby has been rocking her glasses while we're oh recording my God. a show. That's
2: your pet peeve, comadre. I'm sorry, I'm taking it.
1: It just reminds up. me of when I used to interview reggaetoneros. No me compares con un reggaetonero. And they never would take off their glasses as I recorded, as I interviewed them. And I'm like, bro, I don't care if you're high. I'm not gonna judge you. Quítate los lentes. I'm all about Eye contact. That a- is
2: true. That is true. No, no, no. I totally get it. ¿A poco
1: it. no? What do you do when someone's not giving you eye contact?
2: Uh, Well, they usually give me eye contact.
1: Pues sí, un hombre los hipnotiza. comadre.
2: No más tengo que subir un poco la mirada, pues.
1: I'm kidding. I know. I love it.
2: Comadre. So, we have a very special guest today.
1: Yes. We have our girl who is a fellow chingona. Yeah. Audrey Bellis in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I love this girl, man. Uh, this girl, how would you did besides you being uh, the one uh, the woman responsible for for helping a lot of the tech get into downtown Los Angeles, how would you describe yourself like in three words?
0: Oh, you know, I'm just a girl. Uh, I would describe myself very humbly. i'm not a I'm not anything special. I'm just a regular girl doing regular things with consistency exactly that's the key i'm not doing anything special i just do it on a regular basis most people they give up as soon as it gets hard no
1: yeah but but you're creative you are a leader in what you do so so what do you
0: do so i am the founder of startup dtla we are a public private partnership with mayor garcetti's office to bring tech and creative companies downtown Uh, I also own Worthy Women. We are a diversity and inclusion brand. We have a conference series as well as enterprise programs for in-house multicultural training. And we have two podcasts underneath that. One is called Brown Girls Rising, which we've had Roxy on. Yeah, Brown Girls Rising because we're brown girls. That's right. And that's a partnership with Nylon Español. And we also have Women of Worth, which is a podcast for women who live and lead in integrity. And every year we honor our 100 Women of Worth. So that's coming up for our second year in a row.
2: That's so amazing, girl. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to your resume?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just only have so many hours in the day. So
2: you wanted us to ask you the the stalker question. What do you have? A lot of stalkers, or you
0: know, I have one stalker.
2: Okay. And what I mean, happened? you know, and I think that's so challenging. So
0: I was listening to your previous segment about how hard it is to feel like you're putting your life out there. You're doing your work, and how uncomfortable it is when people. Uh, they twist that on you or they latch on to that. Um, I very recently had a stalker and harassing experience. And unfortunately for me, it was personal. It was my partner's soon-to-be ex-wife. You know, she really latched on to you. <gasps> she must- got jealous? Oh, yeah. And, oh, and I have that, those. It's not that it's jealousy. <laughs> no, no, no. No que, sea, no que sea tan celosa, right? I think the big issue was that she couldn't deal with the fact that you know, the marriage was over. And so I became the focal point of all of her anger versus mm. focusing, you know, to your point, what you were saying previously, Roxy, about owning your own stuff and introspection and saying, can OK, you, what do to- you
2: see when somebody is could turn into a psycho? Are those any like flags, red flags that we must be aware of? Because we, you know, we had somebody who a, a guy. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That turned psycho. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, yes, d- d- yes like, but oh, my gosh, d-
0: right? Here's what you didn't can tell coming when when people start obsessively checking your content, double tapping your content, and then they start sending you messages and you don't respond and they start answering as if you had responded. Right. When they start engaging with themselves, that's concerning. When they if they're looking up your information, when we're not
2: answering and they continue and they continue
0: or you ask them to stop and they continue. Or here's the real key see, for me. And this crazy. is this is what happened blocked her on different platforms so she would create fake accounts to follow me (gasps) and then ask friends and family to look at my stuff and report back to her and they would send her screenshots
2: and she would send them to us i have one of those right now that it's she's like the the partner of a friend and yeah she gets so jealous that she has opened like five accounts that's great who
0: has that much time in the day right? you know honestly if you were fo- focusing more on your own life instead of focusing what i'm doing you would have the things that i have would you be should we be scared when those things i happen? mean you know
1: what to answer your question i don't think you can't predict when somebody is going to go cycle because i mean i've seen sometimes you hear these tragic stories on the news of of a man that went and you know, double murder, homicide, his oh children my and his God. wife. Don't
2: scare me, comadre.
1: And you look at their face, you look at their mugshot on the news, and you're like, wow, this guy looked normal. I would have never yeah. thought that this guy, and it, hap- it could happen to a girl too, would snap. So to answer that question, I don't think you can see warning signs when someone's about to go from zero to psycho.
0: It just happens. Maybe not zero to psycho, but I think that there's definitely indications when people cannot respect your boundaries and they have an unhealthy connection
2: and obsessive nature to continually seek you out. So the the person that you're talking about, you could see it from a mile away, that she was turning that It Yes.
0: Well, so I think there was a progression of it. At first, it was you know, there was disparaging comments online. It was her posting about me and then that stopped. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, she's looking at my stuff and sending us messages about it. Like, well, you must be doing this because I saw that. And it's like, you're reading way too much into my Instagram. Like my life. remember Mariah Carey's Why You So Obsessed With Me? Yeah. Like, why this are you so <laughs> obsessed
1: with me? You were rocking yeah, that song in the bathroom? bathroom. I swear to God, like low
0: key shade. I wanted to put that up on my Instagram just to be, you <laughs> know, just call her up So hold on so did, have you had to go as far as getting a restraining order on this person I did I was granted a temporary restraining order <gasps> and in fact this morning we had uh the court appearance to determine whether it would go from temporary restraining order to permanent and unfortunately it wasn't the judge said you know I don't feel that she's going to be of harm to you so you know she's a hurt woman whose husband left her What True story. She said, this is a hurt woman whose husband left her. How would you feel if your partner left you? The reality is that women, you know, we're emotional and we respond to things. Case dismissed. I couldn't believe it. it, Was that a woman or a guy? It was a female. And you know what else I couldn't believe? Here's the other thing that we're experiencing. LAPD thought it was enough stalking and harassment to move forward with criminal charges of stalking and harassment and bring in the team called Threat Management Unit who handled the restraining order for Johnny Depp and the Brangelina episode when they had to land the plane. Yeah. And so I sit here and I go, two of LAPD's biggest departments have determined that this is stalking, harassment, and that it's aggravated and continued over a long period of time to the point of police reports and having to call her and remind her that she needs to stop doing this. And yet, here's a judge who didn't really look at the file and sat there and said, "Ah, you know." She's an upset woman her husband left her. Okay, maybe maybe you're allowed to be hurt, but it is not okay to push boundaries and when somebody tells you to stop contacting them to create fake accounts in effort to as an effort to keep contacting them to try and inflict emotional harm. Stress. I mean, I got to the point where I was scared to look at my phone because every time it lit up, I was like, "Oh God, what's it going to be?" Another oh my email. God, from her. that gives
1: me the that gives me the chills. See, they get that really gives crazy. me the chills. Yeah,
0: that's it's hard to deal with, especially when you're you have a business, multiple businesses, and people to employ. And guess what? You can't sit there and talk about it. You just got to move on as if life is normal.
1: Yeah, and you know, you're a worthy woman, and you're a woman. I know you personally. You're a woman with integrity. Thank and you. so, if people were to read, maybe I guess some of these comments, if they were to really search,
0: yeah. They they might be like, well, who is really Audrey if, if, yeah. if this person is, you know, badmouthing you, right? And it's a challenge to my brand. I actually had a brand that we'd been working with closely that pulled out of a $15,000 contract. And because they, of that? Because of that. They said, you know, she posted uh, this Instagram post calling you a homewrecker, all of these negative things. And but that doesn't hold up in court? It, well, Like she's making me lose money? Well, I have to file a civil case now a civil lawsuit for my lost damages unfortunately for the restraining court or the restraining order it wasn't enough uh, this brand said you know we have a morality clause with you to your point roxy they said 100% of your brand is built on integrity any Idea or inkling that it could possibly not be means we can't be associated with that. And I sat there and I go, I've done nothing wrong, and yet because of the point of somebody else whose anger is displaced, and I'm now the focus of it. And now they're making you lose money. That's that's that's, crazy. That's crazy. That's when my inside, my inner ghetto, my 90s chola chola comes out, right? All my old acrylic nails come out, right? Take off the hoop earrings. Here we go. And it's going to be, I will see you in court because that is not okay. And as a business owner and as a chingona, I sit here and I go, don't ever let anyone back you in a corner. I know sometimes it may feel impossible, but... If you know you have done nothing wrong, you need to stand up for so yourself. So you had to call your gangster friends now. <laughs> just my gangster <laughs>
1: attorney. Oh, let me tell you about
0: my attorney. He used to work for the Cochrane firm. He's a big deal.
1: He's a good guy. Oh my gosh. And and sometimes as oh. as strong women, you don't you, you don't ever think you'll be caught up in situations like this, right? Oh, so
0: I was looking at that and I was like, That is so ratchet. Did you really just call me a homewrecker? You couldn't come up with a better name. <laughs> oh, even better. Was she right? actually no, she's not. She's Latina. And she actually referred to me, refers to me as la chingona. And I go, do you not speak Spanish? Do you not get that you're actually praising, praising me? me? Exactly. But her Spanish dialect, chingona, is not a positive word. Oh. So I'm like, okay. So I was shady. Let me tell you. I looked it up on uh, Urban Dictionary. I screenshotted it. And that was totally an Instagram post. What does is, what is chingona in the Urban Dictionary mean? Badass. A woman who will come and do her business So she didn't care. it or what? Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, because to me, when I think of the word
1: chingona, I think like of a, a chingona. I think of, yes. a, of a woman in control of her life and, you know, no, una mujer que no es dejada. Exacto. You know what I mean? Wow, that's crazy. I, I've never had a stalker to the point where I've needed to get a restraint, not even a temporary restraining order. I have. And I hope it never has. You have? A guy or a girl? Girl. Pero Por qué? In, in in Mexico
2: here. Oh yeah. yeah
1: and yeah. you know what's funny is like in listening to this story I wonder how many people are actually listening to this podcast right now saying like I had a deal with my crazy with my husband's ex-wife that made my life impossible or vice versa. So, sometimes the man could be the one that goes crazy. Oh, yeah. Cuz sometimes know. men snap.
0: And not just oh, that, no, we live yeah. in a world that's a digital age where everything about us is online and all it takes for your hard earned reputation is somebody who's angry, hiding behind a keyboard to ruin your reputation and your SEO.
4: Ruin oh it. Oh my God. And
0: what do, you, what do you do? How do you overcome that, right? I at least have tons of content. I have a big network. I have, a, you know, a loyal following who knows me better than that. But what happens to people who don't, who are just going about their business and somebody's trying to ruin their reputation online?
1: That is crazy, girl. Damn. But you know what? I have no doubt you're going to overcome this, Audrey. Yeah. Seriously.
2: We will. You sound like a truly chingona. I told you she is.
1: (laughs) Claro que sí, comadre. No, okay. Let's switching it up real quick. I know Ruby, you gotta get out of here to catch a flight, huh? Going
2: to the Bay Area. What are you gonna to go do? do some in the, reporting for Al Rojo Vivo.
1: Who are you gonna go interview?
2: You'll see next week. You can't tell us. No. You can't even give us a clue. <laughs> no.
1: Is it like somebody that you like
2: to interview? Yes. Oh, you do. Okay. But I don't.
1: I don't like to ask okay, these questions. Okay, real so I'm quick you know. before you leave, did you guys hear that? Maria El, Maria Elena Salinas is leaving Univision after thirty years. No. no? She not. She is leaving. And she actually came out and did um she she said it on her show uh, aquí ahora. Mm-hmm. That's the show that she reports on. And she said it. Jorge Ramos is her co-host oh, on huh. there. And she said that she's not leaving because Univision let her go. She's not leaving because anything to do with her contract um al contrario the president of Univision try to convince her like please don't leave but she's like it's time for me to go do my philanthropic work and i want to be able to just be the own producer of my own tv projects so she's not leaving in bad terms she you know cuz a lot of times for her. a lot of times um when you you, you're not even supposed to talk about this kind of stuff it kind of happened to that other lady Barbara Bermudo, Bermudo one day to the next because she left in bad terms yeah so sometimes when that happens you can't really talk about it you yeah. know But Maria Elena, and then so she the cameras followed her and she took the Facebook live into her office and she started answering questions and she was crying and she's like you know this is not a goodbye this is just an announcement of like just you know keep up with me I have other things coming up and I'm I like watch your pop up on Telemundo oh, next my. year
2: well, you know the- <laughs> <laughs> Univision is letting go of so many talent that I don't think all of them are gonna end up in Telemundo at some point. You know, like it's just yeah. too much. But definitely, a lot of Telemundo is known for that, for getting people from Univision and have you know giving them a show. But a lot of those talent are not working. Oh my out gosh, for Telemundo. Pero Maria Elena Salinas She's an is an institution. phenomenal. She's like, an
1: institution. I've never heard one negative thing about no. her. She goes in, she reports, she does the job like. I love her. So when I saw her announcing that, I was
2: like, and wow. And I think it's a great time for her to retire, you know, from Univision or from cable. Well, you know, she speaks English perfectly. Right. And yeah. she said on her statement, she's like,
1: one of the things that I want to do is I want to cater to a more multicultural audience. I don't just want to talk to Latinos. And I think that's what she's been doing for the last 30 years. Well, she's
2: doing a uh, fusion with jorge ramos which is in english but is she yeah but it does not have a lot of um audience you know i love it but that's amazing i think you know that's something i would definitely like to do because sometimes you see people on tv and presenters and you're like maybe you should think about moving up because it's not moving down when you stop having your own show on telemundo your Univision. it's just moving up to better greater things you know you can produce you have credibility you can make or break whoever you know if you're set your mind to it. So I think that's the... The the la, future. De, el futuro y la, la mala que tienen when someone leaves a, a big network like that. Oh my God. Oh they my God. Go. She's They're, done. She's sold. She, exactly. It's not that way. Well, I know?
1: actually thought if Univision was smart, I would have made her like, you know how Cristina Salaregui? Is that Sarah Leggi. Sarah Leggi. Well, there is no Cristina. Univ- There's no Spanish talk show host like that. So I was like, why not? Put her into that spot, but no, she's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm tired of reporting news and tragedy.
4: That's <laughs> okay, awesome. Ruby.
1: Te me
2: vas, pero yo me quedo con Audrey Bellis. Te quedas en buenas manos. Safe travels, comadre. Thank you, comadre. Well, so I'll see you next week.
1: See you next week. And Audrey, tú te quedas because we're talking about Suge Knight, because I know all your captions on your Instagram are always inspired by lyrics. It's either Tupac. Selena, Jenny Rivera. Look at
2: that. All her
1: all yes. her captions on her Instagram. Do you have are, a
2: little gangster inside of you.
1: Girl, not a little gangster. I
0: mean, I could whip out my chola tattoo from the nineties with nice. my fake ID because I still have it.
2: I love it. She's politically correct. If you guys see her, she's like wearing, you know, a little vestidito. The Calvin Klein suit, yeah. Dress, yeah, the yeah, suede yeah. This yeah. is the kind of girl the that'll hair.
0: that'll
1: b- bust out a knife from like her bun. Yeah. Like What'd you know what say? <laughs> What? What? Judge, you ain't gonna grant me this restraining order. I'll see you after. I'll see you after. Eight o'clock. Meet me in the alley. <laughs> We're coming right back right here on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities, talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Macy Kate,
0: and you're listening to Amber Rose
1: Presents Risque with my girls Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play. It. Oh, snap. La cosa se acaba de poner más sabrosa. Welcome back, guys. Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Of course, you guys know we have our our girl, Audrey Bellis, in the house. Bellis or Belice?
0: It's Bellis. Bellis. My dad's white. Your dad's white? <laughs> you call my, well, so my mom is Mexican Catholic. My dad's an Italian Jew. Oh, so you
1: are, what, what, how do you say it when you, your are one of your parents is Jew? You have Interfa- the right, well, so. You have the right to go to Israel.
0: Yeah, birthright. Birthright. You to can go do to, your birthright trip.
1: Did you do that already to I Israel? I did do my birthright trip, yes. Oh my gosh. And actually, you got, you brought your boy with you, uh, Carlos Gil. I actually met you at Hispanicize. Uh, what was it, 2016? And you were actually one of the speakers there because you are all about social media and taking you to the next level on social You're such a businessman. I love that. And I didn't know that y'all were dating.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think here's what happens. There's because we've been friends for over four years. They're very used to seeing us in each other's content as professional colleagues, as friends. So like when we post photos together now, they're like, oh, it's just Audrey and Carlos hanging out. They don't realize that we're hanging out in a totally different way. I love that. But you know
1: what? I see you guys. You guys compliment each other's work. I mean, because you guys both understand what you guys do. And that's so important in a relationship. So Carlos, uh, tell the world what you do.
5: What up, Snapchat fam? Yeah. It's good to be here on the show. So I work in social media. I'm a public speaker and I'm a content creator. So you can check out my YouTube channel, Carlos Guild TV. I record Hustle Diaries, which is my series of everywhere I travel. Hispanicize is one of them. I've got a couple episodes from there. I, I create content, put it on YouTube. And like I said, public speaking keeps me busy as well as working with clients on all things social media.
1: So, like, for example, um, if there's somebody out there that's trying to make a career out of social media, what would you advise them to do? Because you seem like an expert on all levels.
5: I'd say the key to social media is to make yourself relatable. Be personal. Document the journey is what I talk about a lot, even if it's just grabbing your iPhone and going on Instagram stories or Snapchat. Document your experience because there's someone out there that can relate to what you're going through. And oftentimes I'll hear from aspiring content creators or someone that wants to get into social media. You know, They'll say to me, I don't think my life is that interesting. I'm a boring person. And my answer to that is always you'd be surprised. There's someone out there that can relate to yeah. whatever stage of your journey you're in. There's definitely someone else out there that can relate to you. Dang,
1: and when did you start realizing like social media can make me money?
5: I actually started using social media professionally in 2008. So I used to be an ex-banker. And I lost my, yeah, I lost my job. It was by me losing my job during the recession when things got crazy with the whole banking crisis. I started using social media. I started up a business. I started creating content started building up my brand. And I figured, you know what, there's an opportunity here. And I often say now that for anyone out there that's an aspiring content creator, you are the star of your own reality show. You
1: know, I see what you
5: put out there on the gram.
1: For sure. I definitely do. And I agree. You know, there's times that I go on and I love going on my rock. Foxy rants on Snapchat and sometimes I'm just inspired to just speak off the fly you know but I guess and I don't even try hard I just say what I say and people are like oh my god that's exactly what I needed to hear today like today I posted a picture that um, my gay BFF the homo homie took of me a week ago and it was it was we we put it in black and white and it was like a stop sign here in downtown LA and I put um, stop stop yourself sabotaging thoughts right and so I'll get because a lot of us have self-sabotaging thoughts sometimes without even realizing realizing that they're happening. And so it literally all get from people. The feedback that I get from people is, man, Roxy, you're so inspirational. And a lot of people don't know that a lot of times the stuff that I post is stuff that I need to hear. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm trying to empower the world. But, in turn, because you know, sometimes I'm like, we don't get to have our mentors next to us twenty four seven
0: girl. That's how I started worthy women. I was li- I had gone through the most miserable breakup in life uh, with a longtime partner, and I thought, you know what? I'm here, and I must not feel so worthy to have compromised my integrity and be in the situation that I am in today. And so I asked myself, What is it that I really wanna know? And I said, I wanna know what it means to be a woman of worth. I wanna know what it means to live in integrity, and I wanna know why I am numbing with outside things Because I don't feel worthy enough and I'm trying to convince you that I am instead of me believing it. And so we did that first event for Worthy Women. 100% of all that content through Worthy Women are things that I've personally experienced. And I had no idea so many people had the same experiences and also felt so alone and so ashamed and couldn't talk about it.
1: Yeah, you know, and lately I was actually reading an article saying that teen suicide among little girls, not little girls, but like 13 to 17 is, is the highest it's ever been. And I was like, you know, I didn't read the whole article, but I think to myself, what could be causing this? And you know what it is? People really think that they're alone out there. And I'm the founder of a nonprofit. And I I talk and I work with a lot of women. So that's the biggest thing. Like, oh, well. I'm probably the only one going through. I'm like, girl,
0: you know how many millions of people there are on this planet? Like, you are not alone. And they're comparing <laughs> themselves to other people's highlights, reel, highlight reels because it's too easy today to go on somebody's page, look at their stuff, and only see the good stuff because people aren't willing to be vulnerable or real enough to tell you when it's bad. Yeah, seriously. I think I, after we left the Brown Girls Rising the other
1: day, we were talking about... Oh, that was lit. Right? It was super lit. Um, we were talking about how you, the girl from Insecure... What's yes. her name? Uh, Issa Ray Issa Ray. She created that and she actually got a following off of YouTube and she wrote this sitcom and it's been super successful on HBO. And I was like, you know what? If Issa Ray could do it and she had that vision, and she stars in it her damn self. Yeah. We could be actresses, girl. Natural. I was like, we need to write something for like women of color. And like specifically us. Latinas. Latinas. And I love, I love Insecure and I love Issa Rae. But when I was watching it, I was like... There's no Latins in this. And so I started dozing off, not because the content didn't catch my attention, but I just didn't feel like I related,
0: yeah, cause you're not looking you're not looking at the screen and seeing somebody like you,
1: yeah. So I'm like, we need to do that for Latinas. You write. I write. We're both smart. We got a following. We're women of integrity. And we you know, we we're a little hood. <laughs> oh, yes, I
0: am. yes, I am, oh
1: my God. So I always see you, Audrey. You always a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times you start your captions with, lyrics
0: oh my gosh every instagram caption has to have a hip-hop lyric why it just is. I feel like i I feel like music it's like Mr. Holland's opus, right? It's a soundtrack to my life. and so <laughs> you know how I'm feeling depending on what song or what playlist I have going on. And so I always try to you know add a little sass to it. um, and I think people have you know finally picked up on that, and then you can really tell who's your tribe cause they they will respond back in the comments with the next line in the song. Yeah, and I'm I've like, seen oh, you know it, yes. and when they don't, I'm like. Man, what do y'all listen to? I love it. And so, honestly
1: speaking, were you the kind of girl growing up that would get into fights in high school?
0: I've been in three fights in my life. Two of them when I was young and one as an adult. What? Why
1: Why were you fighting as an adult? Oh,
0: we were, we were out and this girl was very drunk and she kept trying to wander into our section. We were out. We had bottle service and she was super borracha and she was like provoking. She came by and she was like, you're looking at me. And I was like girl please nobody's that interested in you and she kept <laughs> coming by and we asked her to leave and she wouldn't leave and then she tried to push me and because she was so drunk she fell and then she got up and then she tried to push me again and this time she actually made content and i was like oh hell no yeah i took off my heels and i was like we're gonna throw down i asked you to stop and you didn't here comes the bouncer <laughs> i love it but the one know, and only fight as an adult but did you ever have a life in corporate america No, I have never had a corporate career. Because you seem
1: so corporate to me in so many ways, but at the same time, you're so genuinely you. You know what I mean? And I
4: like that.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, I'd like to say um, that I'm professional. Right, and you don't have to be corporate to be professional. I think when you treat people, and this is not just in a professional setting, but a personal one, it's not just being professional; it's treating people with respect, yeah. allowing them the space to say what they're going to say, holding your boundaries, and ensuring that other people, when they don't hold boundaries, that you say, "Hmm, hold on a second, that's not okay." Yeah. So, Carlos, are you gonna are we gonna start seeing
1: like a hustle diaries for Audrey too? You know, we're talking about creating
5: some content, collaborating a little bit more. We've done some collaborations in the past before. People knew that we were together. So stay tuned. There, stay might, there tuned. might be a reality show, maybe.
1: Oh, <laughs> snap. I love that. So Hustle Diaries, what is it's just your day-to-day. Do you you know, I actually discovered you on Audrey's web on her page. And, and I was like, who is this cat? And I think he interviewed you. You were up north and, in San Francisco. Yeah, where were you guys at? We
5: were at the Nasdaq Entrepreneurial Center.
1: Yes, setup. that's exactly. And I was like, you guys have very good chemistry together because se Nelson. You guys have been friends for how long?
0: Four years.
5: Four years now. We
0: met on Twitter. What? Yes, we met on Twitter. Do we have
5: time to say the story?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Would you say, though, that... That
1: you would recommend to anybody listening to this right now when it comes to their everyone has something with their dating life and what they should do or shouldn't do or will do not once they get into dating. Would you recommend anybody that's in the dating scene right now to be friends first or do you believe in that kind of like love at first sight type of thing?
0: I, th- I absolutely believe it. Love at first sight. And I think for us, we had the great fortune of being friends first. So our relationship is built on um, a strong multi year foundation. Right. But to your point about love at first sight, I think the first time we met, we were both like, oh, man, there's some chemistry here. But neither of us could act on that because he was married and I was in a different relationship and it wasn't appropriate. And it wasn't until he said, I'm changing my situation. I'm not going to be married anymore. And I said, OK.
1: Oh my gosh, and here you are, four years later. Four years, that one fateful tweet. Well, okay, so tell me about this, because, you know, I'm starting to realize that a lot of people are meeting their significant other on social media. Like, I, Amber and Wiz met on social media through Twitter. Yep. This is when Twitter was bigger than Instagram, I think, because Twitter's been around longer than Instagram, uh, right?
5: Yeah, it's been around, I, I think, since 2007.
1: Yeah, but listen, I was I was sharing on our last show last week that... Twitter's Twitter showed no growth last month, not one new subscriber globally.
5: That's because all the kids are going over to IG and Snap.
1: Yeah, but isn't that crazy? Do you think, Carlos, being that you are so passionate about social media that Twitter's eventually going to fade away, like MySpace?
5: I don't think it'll fade away necessarily. I think, you know, first of all, if you follow our president, 45, oh Donald Trump, I hate to go there, but I think he's actually given new life to Twitter. And it's becoming much more of a medium for more of a professional audience to go to, to get the news and follow articles, yeah, follow articles and things like that. Do I think it's going to go away? No. Do I think that's very quickly being displaced by Snapchat and Instagram? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So well, hold on. What, was that? what did I ask you before? So if I oh, so, so you, how we met. you tweeted her or she tweeted, I tweeted you? Actually, I... she
5: tweeted at me. So okay. we, recently, we recently went through and looked at the archives of DMs. And tweets, and we we're supposed to speak at the same conference in St. Louis. So, like, you know, I think most people have curiosity, you start going through, see who's going to be speaking at the event, and know, yeah, I know she caught my, you know, my attention. And, you know, probably vice versa. I don't know. I think you can confirm that probably. Yeah. But we started tweeting back and forth, and I actually had to back out of the conference two days before the event, so I never went to the event that we were both supposed to speak at. And we just developed this friendship. We didn't meet until about a year and a half later in person. And there was a lot of tweets in between.
0: Yeah, a lot of tweets, a lot of DMs. Oh, snap. Not like it goes down in the DM, like professional DMs, but it was still like, you know, we built a rapport. And then, yeah, we met. um, Yeah, it was like a year and a half I was trying to stay on the radar. He was just trying. He swears. (laughs) He swears that he was sending me signals all these years. And I'm like, from where? I
1: just, you know, I love hearing love stories just because I think that so many people have this certain definition in their mind of love, right? And, you know, a lot of times when we have this certain definition of love or how a relationship should develop or be, we close ourselves off to other opportunities that are coming our way because you're like I'm only gonna date older men I'm only gonna date men that have graduated from college like you know what I'm saying so we shut ourselves off from opportunities that may come our way that could truly mean happiness you know Um, so I I love that everyone is just kind of open to non-traditionalism because meeting somebody on social media nowadays it is non-traditional because most of the time you meet somebody in person and then but I'm like you can meet somebody on social media and they could take you out on a date after. Yes. Right. But it's not like, but also, non traditional way dating apps. I have an aunt that met her husband on a dating app and they've been married for like 12 years. Aww. Solid. It
5: wasn't Tinder then.
1: No, it wasn't <laughs> Tinder. It was like a serious, like, uh, I don't know. At least
0: they just dot Match.com. I think it was like match.com. I have a friend who's a psychologist for them. Really? Yeah. And they do. They say that they are more likely them any harmony to see people actually get married and yeah. stay
1: married. Well, because it what it is, it's the filter system when you apply because I've gone I'm like what what do they ask you right I haven't put my face or picture on there but they they filter like what are you looking for kids no kids the ink like girl they filter it out for you so by the time you're on there you know there's one called sugardaddy.com I know
0: I know the founder of um, Seeking Arrangement actually what is Seeking Arrangement oh my god it's like a sugar baby website so men can meet women who are literally looking for sugar daddies
1: seekingarrangement.com. It's called Seeking com.
0: Arrangement.
1: And so, Write that down, Erika. We need to check that out. I'm so curious to see all these sites. It's called Seeking
0: Arrangement. And so I actually recommended the founder to be a speaker at the conference that he and I were supposed to speak at, but a different city. They were doing that same conference in a different city. They were doing it in Vegas. This guy's based out of Vegas. And he's got an incredible entrepreneurial story. You know why he started this site? Because he was a nerdy engineer and nobody would date him. He couldn't get girls. And in fact, he met his wife on his own website because nobody would date him. And his parents were immigrants. They came to this country. Um, I want to say he's Chinese. I could be wrong. He's Asian. Um, But he said, you know, I worked really hard. I did everything my mom told me to do. Get good grades, have a good job, build an incredible career He was a software engineer. And no girls ever wanted him. He had no game. He has no some people, game.
1: Some people have no game, so, and some people have natural game. Like me, I got game. Yeah.
0: We're, oh, yeah. We're he's on the website already. He's like, I'm looking for my husband. Oh, he even has one called Miss Travel for women that are looking for sugar daddies to take them on vacation with them or business travel. And when I was in Bali with my one of my good friends. Uh, not this past New Year's, but the year before, we saw a girl staying at the same like honeymoon resort where we were uh, with a guy, and we were like, oh my God, that's a missed travel arrangement. How do you know? Oh, it was real obvious. He was significantly older. She was younger. Um, we could hear their conversations in the morning by the pool having breakfast, and it was just like, it was very awkward. You could tell they had barely met, and he flew her to Bali, and she was getting paid to be there, plus she got a free vacation. One of my
1: girls would have that travel dick that travel dick
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it audrey real quick who's
1: your favorite uh hip-hop artist before we get up out of here because i know you love music and i know you love hip-hop
0: oh all right so i have to say probably if we're gonna go old school biggie currently Nicki minaj and my but my favorite hip-hop song of all time is no diggity
1: no diggity what yeah what about you carlos old school tupac new
5: school future
1: Oh, I love Future. You know what? Right now, uh, for me, old school Tupac. um, And now I am digging Drake. I love Drake. I love his lyrics. Good choice. Yeah, I love Drake. And I I feel like Drake will be around for a long time.
0: Let me just say this. If I had to start my hip-hop Instagram caption thing over from the beginning, I would only ever use Drizzy lyrics. Why? Because they're that dope, right? One, they're that dope. And two, there is nothing in life that cannot be explained without, you know... Without a Drizzy song, yeah, that's right. I love it. So, Audrey, where can people follow you on social media?
1: YouTube, Carlos. We want you to. We want people to be connected with our badass guests.
0: You can find me at Audrey Bellis. B-E-L-L-I-S. Yep. Okay,
1: Audrey
5: Bellis. You can find me at Gill 83 on Instagram and Twitter and then the Gill on Snapchat.
1: Is 83 the year you were born? It is. Oh, snap. You're young. I'll be young. 34 in
5: a couple weeks.
1: Young baby. That's right. I love it. Anyways, I loved having you. Make sure you check out um, our girls' website. What's your website? Audrey.
0: Audreybellis.com and you can listen to episodes of Brown Girls Rising at browngirlsrising.com and links to worthy women. Yes. Chingona in the house.
1: She is definitely a comadre approves woman love you guys thank you guys and we'll see you guys next week okay we're out